The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Radiate Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Clemens Hoffman. Each week we will discuss tools, tips, and ways to radiate your best life ever, interviewing practitioners, authors, and luminaries to help you on your path. Wellness, joy, peace, abundance. What do you want to radiate? And welcome to the Radiate Wellness Podcast. Today we radiate mystery with Margie Kay. Margie is a remote viewer, a psychic, a UFO experiencer, um, UFO investigator, paranormal investigator, author. Have I left anything out? A lot of different A few stuff. things, but that's okay. That's okay. I don't think we have time to list no. everything that Margie does. So, Margie, welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you. I really have been looking forward to this interview. Me too. Oh, that's great. This You do so many interesting things. So, how did you get started in doing all this woo-woo stuff, and, and when? Well, the woo-woo stuff started when I was very, very young. Mm-hmm. I'd say by the time I was three, my family knew that there was something else going on with me that wasn't with the rest of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but really, when I was 11 years old was the turning point for me for paranormal. Really? What happened? Well, this disembodied head appeared at the foot of my bed and was speaking, but I, I couldn't hear anything. I could just see that he was saying some words. This is a human it was head? A human head. It was a man. Never seen this person before in my life. Right. And I yelled at my sister across the room. I said, do you see that at the foot of my bed? She said, "She's yes, and she started screaming. So my dad came in, and he said, can you describe what it looked like? And, and so he went downstairs and got a book, a picture book, and opened it. He says, was this man right here? And I said, yes, that's absolutely him. It was his father. Oh, my goodness. So I'd never seen a picture of my grandfather. Oh, my God. And he died before I was born, so... Right. Yeah, but it was him right. trying you, to speak. And you me. didn't understand what he was saying? No, no. I could okay. just see you know, that he was talking. So that was my introduction. Oh. So I, I got much more heavily involved later on. Right. And uh, I always had kind of an interest in UFOs. I didn't really know why yeah. until I had hypnosis later on and found out I'd really been in contact with ETs since I was 16 months old. It was my first abduction so to call. oh my gosh so yeah. abduction experiences oh yeah. yeah do you have conscious recollection of any of them i do 
I do. Um, the later ones, I, con- I have conscious recollection. The earlier ones, the early part of my life, I only could recall during hypnosis. Right. And then other things would come up that would like trigger a memory, uh-huh. which is pretty common. Uh, and then all of a sudden, this whole big memory would come back. Wow. And it, it, it's been interesting. Mostly positive experiences for me. Yes. Yes. I think. Yeah. I think. They're mostly positive experiences, aren't they? Most most are some some aren't. Some, some people aren't. have what they call a negative experience, or they don't understand what's happening to them. You know, right? Who knows? Different theories about what what they may be using us for. You know, as a hybridization program or experiments, you know, or, or perhaps we're their big experiment. We don't know. Right. But people get taken. They have some medical. Uh, Procedures done to them, right. and uh, you know sometimes that's unpleasant. But it, but to me that doesn't necessarily mean it's, it's a negative thing trying to hurt them. They might actually be trying to help people. Right. So I'm trying to keep an open mind about that. Right. So why do you think you have been taken so many times? Well, you know I think maybe more people are being taken than we realize, and they may not be aware of it. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's just picking me out because there's so many there's so many, so many people who are being taken but that being said we do find that it follows families right and you'll have generation after generation of experiencers in the same family so who else in your family has had these experiences well oddly enough nobody has come forward and said I suspect it I just suspect it that it's something that they're, they're not recalling now my brother does see UFOs. He's had close encounters. Oh, my he's, gosh. He's never had an, an abduction that he knows of, but he does see them, right. and he's seen some pretty strange things, even including tiny UFOs inside his house that, that wow. go through the walls. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Oh, that's fascinating. Yeah. And do bizarre. you know anything about the like the races or types that you and your brother have been in contact with? Well, I know what... The ones I've been in contact with, uh, I've seen several different types. Um, I I caught two at the foot of my bed one time after my I, I had a foot problem where both my feet were hurting me, oh. and the foot doctor didn't even know why. Nobody could figure it out. Wow! And it got to be so painful that I finally thought, well, I'm just going to send a message out to the universe, you yeah. know, to just send it that message hurt. out. So I said, any benevolent beings that can help my feet, could you please come work on them? And then I fell asleep, and then uh, I felt this really, really strong pinch on my left calf that felt like a needle going into the bone. Oh, my god! And it woke me up. Right. And as soon as I opened my eyes, mm-hmm. I see these two beans at the foot of the bed. One of them had his hands out like he was doing energy work. Yes. And just not like touching healing. my feet, but right, right. below my feet. And the other one was standing to the left. And I could feel the presence of a third one, but I couldn't see him. Oh, well, of course, what I did when I saw this was what most people would do. Scream. scream right. And throw the covers over my head. Like, that's going to help, right? Right. Oh, they can't see me now. <laughs> no. That was just, you know, a, well, a reaction. And I, and I thought, oh, this is ridiculous. I asked them to come. Right. Right? Exactly. I asked for this. But but seeing these strange beings, they were gray. They were about four okay. feet tall. They had long, thin heads. Their eyes were just a little bit bigger than ours. They weren't like the big 
grays mm-hmm. that people talk about with the great big heads. They weren't like that. Right. They did have real small noses and, and thin mouths. And did uh, they speak? No. They didn't they didn't say a word. They just phased out so I couldn't see them anymore. Oh my god. And so later on well, I was thinking about this later. Sure. I think what happened was I was in a dead sleep, woke up, and I could see them easily, but then my fear factor kicked in, knocked my vibration level down, and then they were out of my sight. They didn't leave the room. No, they were just close. They were standing there. It was my perception that changed. Right. And so then, so I could no longer see them. Oh my gosh. And yeah. So that was one, one type of being. Another time I had well, the same well, thing happen. What happened with the foot pain? First of all. Oh, it went away. Perfect. Within two days, it was gone. That's fantastic. Yeah. It was amazing. And they will do healing. Right. They might not do it all the time. Right. But I've had it happen several times. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Okay, and then so then there was another time. There was another time, uh, about a year after that, yeah. where I had a stomach problem. I had a hernia, and I didn't want to have surgery. So I asked again, same question, benevolent beings in the area, you know, and I, then I fell asleep. Help me. right. Mm-hmm. And uh, my husband came up the steps, and the noise woke me up. I opened my eyes, and I see this being standing to my right, with his hands out over my stomach. Wow. And a second being standing at my feet. Mm-hmm. Well, this one was totally different. He was this golden color and glowing. Oh, my like, gosh. Like a light from within right. under his skin, glowing. And he had a big, big head with a big cranium that came out the back, around oh. the back. No hair. Okay. And a little bit more prominent facial features than the others. Interesting. And um, his hands glowed and wow. his the skin. He was wearing some type of a jumpsuit uh-huh. because where that was covering didn't glow. So um, so his skin yeah. was glowing. Yeah. And then, and then once again <laughs> my husband comes up the steps. He's standing in the doorway and I opened my eyes saw this and I screamed. Scared him half to death. Your husband? My, yeah. And yeah. He, so he backed up. He says, what, what? I said, tell me you saw that. Saw what? That's uh, what was the reaction. He didn't see it. No. He did not see it. And I said, you're not no. going to believe what I just saw. And um, so I did actually feel better after that. I eventually had to have the surgery anyway. But um, it may they, have speeded the they healing. were there to help, yeah. Yeah, they were there to help. Yeah. Now, yeah. since then, you went on to become the assistant director for the state of MUFON. Right. Missouri MUFON. Ten years ago. Ten. Wow, you've been doing that for ten years. Mm-hmm. So MUFON, of course, is the Mutual UFO Network, right? Correct. Right. And what is, what's MUFON's purpose? To scientifically investigate UFOs. How can you scientifically investigate something well, like that? that's kind of a misnomer. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I figured. Because according to science, you have to be able to duplicate something exactly. Exactly. And, and show proof that it exists. Right. Well, in this field, uh, you know, that's, that's really hard to come by. Now, we do have some cases with physical evidence. Don't mis- mistake that. There's a lot of physical evidence out there. In Missouri here? Oh, yeah. 
everywhere wow. in every state. Wow. Including some we've worked on. Well, in fact, I, want, I did want to show this. This is one of yeah. your books. You've got so many different books, but this is the Kansas City UFO flap. Right. Which I understand we've had a few, but there was a really big one a few years ago. Big one in October of 2011. Yeah. Yeah, we've had a lot. Amazing. And, and, you know, things go in phases where there'll be some, some years that are very busy and some that are very, right. very quiet. I mean, that's the very definition of a flap. Yeah. Well, we're in one right now. Actually, right, we are. We are. So, but but this one yeah. focuses on the the 2011 flap, and then also the Kansas City wow. UFO lights, which are still ongoing since 2012. Really? Yeah, Those are this still is going part on. of our big flap. Yes, wow. this is a big big mystery. Mm-hmm. Um, so is it kind of like yeah. the um, oh, what was it? The Arizona lights? The you know what I'm talking? No, about? not like the Arizona lights at all. Okay, this is an object that. When using high-powered binoculars, some, some people see a grid pattern over it, like it is a light, and then there is some object over it that's in a grid, like a metal oh, framing. In the sky? Mm-hmm. Okay, interesting. And the other thing, I mean, you, you can, if you notice these, if you notice a very, very bright, what you might think is a planet, then keep an eye on it and maybe use some binoculars and... Um, what people are seeing is these three lights, so three different colors, and they will flash sequentially in like third second intervals, and it'll always be clockwise. Now that I have seen. You have seen that? Yeah, I have seen that. Well, keep your eye on it, even if you have to sit outside for an hour or two or three, Mm -hmm. because sometimes these things will do weird things. Sometimes they'll drop down and disappear. Or shoot across the sky and shoot back in one second. Yeah. And be in the same place. The other thing they do is they hide in front of planets. So uh, Jupiter, Venus, uh, Mars, mm-hmm. pick one. They might be in front of it. Now Venus, we've noticed the last few nights, has been extremely bright. Much brighter than it normally has been. So I kind of suspect that there's one of these objects in front of it. That's mm. basically hiding in front of it. Now, I think they're near-Earth objects. Near-Earth objects. What? Well, what does just that... outside our atmosphere. Okay. Something, you know, not, not, we're not talking deep space here. Right. Something close by. Mm-hmm. And so many people have seen these, but they have even have reacted to flashlights. Mm. Like very, very high-powered flashlight, mm-hmm. like a million candle power flashlight. Oh my you God. flash it, you know, two or three times, and it may flash back. Well, interesting. Yeah. So there's some intelligence behind it. Right. Or intelligently controlled. Now, whether right. they're something of ours or something yeah. not of Earth, we don't know yet. Right. But they're definitely, they definitely exist, and they're out almost any night. Interesting. Sometimes you can see two or three or four or five of them. Wow. Are there certain parts of the uh, of the area of the state that are more... Prone to that? Kansas City seems to be one of the hot spots. Now, I but I've seen them in other states mm-hmm. and other places. I've seen them in Kentucky and Montana, uh, you know, and they, they've been reported in other states. People are just starting to notice them. But Kansas City was the first place that noticed them in 2012. Oh, my gosh. And yeah. so, you, but you said that, that, that we are currently in a flap right now. Mm-hmm. And is that the one that started in 2012? Well, that's part of it, right. but there are 
there are, are so many other sightings going on right now. In fact, on February 6th, I had one myself. Did you? A huge UFO over Kansas City. Wow. West of, of Independence, as okay. I was looking on 23rd Street. Uh-huh. And the, when I first saw it, I thought it was a plane kept flying in low, going to go to a, a landing at the downtown right. airport. But then I realized it was way too big and way too low. So I was in my car at the time. I grabbed my cell phone. I was going to pull over to get some video. And then it just faded. I couldn't see it anymore. It either turned off all its lights. Oh, my god! Or it just or it disappeared. Well, here's the killer. Our, our KC section director, Gene Walker, mm-hmm. also saw it at the same time from a different location. And then we have an investigator in Blue Springs who saw it at the same time in the same location. Wow. Then we've got five other independent witnesses right. who saw it. And then my daughter saw one on Tuesday night that fits the same description. And oh, it was it was a cigar-shaped, silver color brilliant white lights all over it with a big light towards the front left Mm -hmm. and then a red light just behind that first one. Well, that description is not very common and every one of these witnesses described the exact same thing. Wow. So far, nobody has video, but I'm hoping somebody does come forward with some video. Right. So when there is a sighting like this and you go to investigate it, what's your process for investigating it? Well, if it's not a landing, right? there's, I mean, two methods, two things we do. Okay. So we'll talk with the witness by phone. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll do some email back and forth, try to get a description, try to get an angle. And if possible, we'll go to the site, take a picture of the, the area where the person was standing when they were looking. So we have some frame of reference. Right. And then we'll get the angle from them. And then sometimes we can actually figure distance, size of the object. Oh, my gosh. If we have video, we, right. you know, we can figure right. the speed of the object. There's all kinds of things we can, we can figure out by this. And, and hopefully, the thing is we want people to get video of these yes. objects. Not stills, but video and standing very, very still, keeping the camera very steady. Right. For that process. Well, I think if it was me, I would be like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And well, or like me, I, I couldn't get my camera up in time. Right. Or sometimes when you see something like that, you're in such awe that you don't think about grabbing the camera until right. after it's gone. And that happens so often. I totally understand it. Oh, absolutely. It's hard to think under pressure like that. It is. Now, you said when it's not a landing, so that begs the question, have there been landings in our area? Of course, we're filming in Kansas City, Missouri. There have been, I can say for certain, close to the ground sightings, like within Mm -hmm. 20 feet. Well, part of of that, I think, is in this book, The Kansas City Flap. Part of it is. I remember seeing you talk at Unity Temple about that. Yes. And there was there was one case in particular, October the fourth, we had a number of sightings, mm-hmm. one by a police officer. Oh my gosh. Um, one by a, a shopper in Raytown, saw a gigantic UFO right overhead, a hundred feet above oh her my head. Gosh. And then we had two gentlemen, uh, one of one of their wives and a group of children who saw this very big craft and a close encounter 
within 20 feet. And, you know, just hovering right above the... Well, actually, actually hovering maybe six feet above the ground, but they got within 20 feet of, of the craft. Oh, my gosh. And wasn't one of the gentlemen um, kind of taken in a tractor beam or held in a tractor beam? He had... There was some kind of a green lit substance that came down mm-hmm. over him mm-hmm. and the other observers were up on a balcony mm-hmm. looking down at this scene he was close to the object they were a little wow. further away they saw this substance come down on him and he was like in, frozen but the thing is that each of them has 20 minutes of missing time on their video and their cell phone and their camera right and wow. the exact same time period. So there's 20 minutes gone. And and in in the video, you can see a staircase come down from this craft. And it's kind of like interdimensional because it's transparent. Right. But it's there. And there's two beings standing, two entities standing there. And we have the picture of that. And you do. Oh, yes. my God. So we're doing right now, I'm working on a book just about those two witnesses and that yeah. particular event. Wow. With And those pictures are going to be published. That is fantastic. I'm yeah. amazed uh, that the beings would, would let you record them. I am too, but this gentleman in particular has been able to get a number of photos of things he shouldn't be seeing. Yeah. So they're That's amazing. basically letting him, like you said, yeah. take the pictures. Yeah, they're letting him... Let everyone know. Yeah. That's amazing. Now, right now we're in another type of flap. Mothman. Oh, yeah. yeah, that one. <laughs> yeah, talk <laughs> about high strangeness. High strangeness. Now, of course, uh, Mothman was first reported in Mount Pleasant. Point, Point, Point Pleasant. Pleasant. Thank you. West Virginia. West Virginia in the late 50s, early 60s. 60s. Yeah, yeah. early 60s. And right before was... the big bridge collapse. and. Yeah. So everybody kind of thought, well, this is a portent of doom. Right. Well, if you see the Mothman, because of the history of that. Right. But uh, our Mothman sightings go back uh, at least 15, 20 years in Missouri. In, here in Missouri they do? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my The gosh. first one that I know of. Now, I'm, I'm keeping track of all right. the sightings that, that I You're possibly can. You're doing a great can. job of te- <laughs> keeping track of that and putting them out there. And I put it on my blog. And so every yeah. time a new one comes in, I add to that article. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 on there. So we have thirty nine reports so far. Oh my gosh! And I understand there's a couple more coming. Yeah, and wow. there's everything from a you know a four foot wingspan, mm. ten foot wingspan, uh, to a thirty six foot wingspan, bigger than a plane. Is this this one in particular was flying right over a small engine plane? Oh and was gosh. as big as the the wingspan. I can't even imagine. Yeah, and these I, are all humanoid, right? Well, some of them are humanoid okay. where they think there's a body and there are legs. Mm-hmm. And in some of them, there's one picture where there's legs. You mm-hmm. can see the legs. Wow. Um, in one case, the people saw a seven-foot-tall humanoid standing next to a tree. And it had bat-like wings that it partially opened, and it had beady red eyes. It was like, you know, all black, 
It was yeah. all black. And in most cases, they are all black. In a few, there's like a dark brown color. Mm -hmm. And in one case, there was a little bit of white on the tail. But otherwise, they're all black. Some of them are feathered wings. Some of them are like bat wings or smooth mm -hmm. and have that bat wing shape. Some of them swear it's a pterodactyl with the huge big beak wow. and the little feet in the back. Mm -hmm. um, so it's anyone's guess. I mean, some of them actually could be juveniles, I'm thinking, the smaller Interesting. ones. Interesting, sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. In one case at one of the lakes, some ladies were looking for eagles with binoculars, and mm -hmm. they saw a creature out on the lake and wondered oh, what it was. They said it looked like a pterodactyl sitting on the ice and, like, looking in, maybe fishing or something. Wow. And stayed there for a long time and didn't move. It never moved. So they went in the house, but they've seen this thing three or four times. Oh, my God. Did they get pictures? No. Oh, no. No pictures yet. Rats. Now, I told them since they keep seeing it that now instead mm -hmm. of binoculars, they need to be using a telephoto lens on a camera. Yeah. And get, at least get some pictures of it. Because right. they did have one sighting where it was flying. Way, way, way up. Oh but the God. same weird shape. Now, here's here's the weirdest one. St. Louis. Yeah. Near the river. Some people were going to fish. Mississippi River. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They see this creature jumping from tree to tree with gigantic wingspan mm -hmm. and a humanoid body. And it flew down to the ground and then used its wings to pull itself. Like, it didn't use its legs to walk. Yeah. It used its wings to pull itself to the Mississippi River and then dove in as if it was fishing. Oh, wow. Yeah, you know, there are birds who do that. Yeah, well, bats do too. But here is this very strange, gigantic creature jumping in the Missouri Mississippi River. Well, they left, and they have not been back fishing since. <laughs> and I, I don't blame, blame them. them. <laughs> right. No. Does anybody yeah. ever feel threatened by this creature whatever it is well in one case this this is recent uh a man was driving from the airport back to lee summit and was driving south on 291 highway mm -hmm. just past missouri river so there's a, a theme going on here with rivers right well okay. it seemed, with seemed with quite pleasant right right so i'm i'm sure it has it has to be near rivers you know for water and for food Right. Probably. Anyway, he's seen this creature before, and he got a picture of it during the day in Lee's Summit. Wow. Now, that's the picture I have on the blog. But this evening that happened recently, mm -hmm. he, saw the, he saw the creature flying, and it had difficulty keeping up. It was it, it's like its body was too heavy for the wings, but it was a huge wingspan. It flew in front of him as he's driving on the highway, oh. stared at him, and then flew off. So he felt a little threatened by that behavior. Of it was course. kind of aggressive. Of course. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, now, I know in Point Pleasant that several people felt threatened by it. Yes, that. In the early 60s. And then they had visits from men in black. Yes. And people telling them not to discuss things. A lot of people suddenly had psychic experiences who never had them before. Mm -hmm. And they had UFO sightings. 
Right. I mean, talking about high strangeness, there's all these things at once. Very, very much. And so we have the same thing going on here. We have lots of UFO sightings. We have UFO, we have locations where these creatures have been seen that have had multiple UFO sightings. Wow. There's a a case in Sugar Creek, this house where this lady lives, Mm -hmm. near the Missouri River once again. Once again. She's been having sightings for years. This is an ongoing MUFON investigation. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And now these creatures, she's seen two. She saw mm-hmm. one the size of a plane. And, uh, wow. I mean, I think there's a relationship. Because sometimes these sightings happen on the same day. Or they'll see balls of light, which can be associated with UFOs, yeah. too. We think they might be a little tiny, small UFOs. Oh, interesting. Yeah, like the orbs. So are you thinking, or is anyone thinking that these Mothman creatures, or the pterodactyl type of creatures, are UFOs or um, alien beings? Well, I suspected that they could be related to the UFOs until just the other day this lady mm-hmm. had another sighting. Mm-hmm. And she, she saw a bird, she thought it was an eagle at first, and then she thought, no, it doesn't look like an eagle. Maybe it's a hawk. She said, no, it looked more like a hawk flying. And then all of a sudden, it pulled its wings in as if it was going to dive Yeah. for something. She thought it was going to come after her Yorkie. Oh. But instead of doing that, it morphed into a disc-shaped UFO and flew off at light speed. Wow. So, we definitely have a UFO connection with that one. Right. So now, perhaps... They either actually are ETs of some type, and they're making themselves appear like they're birds to us so that we won't pay attention, maybe. Possibly. Screen memory. Yeah, there's all kinds of reasons for this, but definitely a UFO connection now. Yes, no doubt. And uh, have there been men in black sightings with this recent flap here in Missouri? No. There have not. The men in black seem to have backed off somewhat. Now, we have had tapped phone lines, weird weird noises. Mm -hmm. Okay, on phones? Oh, yeah. Yeah. All the investigators are tapped. We know that. You too? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For years. Wow. I've even caught them in the act. Really? Yeah. Okay. On on the uh, Comcast lines. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. and then they will follow us mm-hmm. when we go to cases or follow Ooh. us home from a case. Or maybe besides one vehicle, there'll be two vehicles. I'll, oh, my yeah, gosh. Yeah. And I would, I've seen uh, government vehicles in front of my house. Wow. So, yeah. you know, we, we know they're observing, but the thing is, we don't know any more than they do. Yeah. You know. So, I don't know what the deal is. Or are they wanting to, like, know what you know? Or do you feel like they're trying to shut down the investigation and intimidate you? Could be any of the above. Really. And if they're not telling you, you don't know. Yeah. I've only had one witness so far. And this was to the the Kansas City Lights, those objects. Yes. Okay. Someone called him from the government and, and grilled him about what he was seeing. Wow. But... Nobody has been threatened, and nobody has said overtly, don't do this anymore. Uh, none of that has happened. 
Oh, well, that's so, good. Yeah. Right. And, you know, they really, the government is, is becoming more transparent about this. They're letting things leak out once in a while. Like, you see right. the, the pilots see the UFO and mm-hmm. show pictures of it. Right. And, uh, you know, every once in a while they'll release something else. So they're they're making a gradual effort. I, mm-hmm. I, I'm certain that this was timed and, and is being presented in a certain way. Hi, this is Christy. I just want to say that we here at Radiate Wellness hope you're enjoying this podcast. It's free to you, and we hope that you find it informative and inspirational. Heck, even fun. We have just three small asks of you to help us radiate growth. First, please hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening on. That way, you'll receive a notification every time that we have a new podcast episode out. Next, please give us a thumbs up a like, or a five-star review. If you're feeling inspired, a positive review wouldn't hurt. These two small things will help others find us when they're searching for great podcasts. Finally, please tell your friends about the Radiate Wellness Podcast. Better yet, show them how to find us and how to subscribe. If everyone did that, we would double our audience. Thanks a lot. We really appreciate it. So um, back with the the very first one, first uh, Mothman sightings back at Point Pleasant in the mm-hmm. early '60s, there was a lot of just high strangeness. Just, right, right. The, we had the Men in Black. We had a, a there was a fellow named who was telling people his name was Indrid Cold. Right, right. Calling and kind of having having a metallic voice on the phone. There were Men in Black who came in and like would steal a pen and run away. Just giggling, just all kinds of very strange things similar to that. Yeah. Have there been any high strangers no. around here? No. As far as I know, we haven't had anything right. associated with that. But as we're getting more and more and more sightings, things are kind of escalating. I don't know what's going to happen. Oh, my gosh. So, so escalating. Escalating how? Just having more, more frequent, mm-hmm. you know, frequency more more often. I mean... Now, a week will not go by that I won't get a report. Oh, my God. At least one, maybe two or three. Right. From people. So oh, interesting. They're starting to see these more and more often. Oh, that is so interesting. What is the point of MUFON doing this investigation? What do you Well, MUFON is not doing the, that investigation. Oh, they're That's not investi- my investigation. Oh. Well, MUFON what? doesn't investigate Mothman. <laughs> oh, just UFOs. Right. Just oh, UFOs. Interesting. And they'll do something that's... Along with it, like maybe there's a Bigfoot sighting right. at the same time as a UFO sighting. Interesting. Uh, we will do that. Yeah, okay. so we have to be well-versed. Or if there's an animal mutilation around it, yeah. we, we do those. Yeah. But uh, generally speaking, they stay away from, I, I mean, I know of no case that's connected with, with Mothman. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. so that's my own deal. That's your own deal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky you! That's fascinating. Well, and I know you brought up the you brought up the Bigfoot um, sightings, mm-hmm. and many of those have been accompanied by UFO sightings too. They have. Yeah. What is your personal take on Bigfoot and UFOs? I I've had several people tell me that they've actually seen a UFO and ETs and Bigfoot at the same time. Wow! Here in Missouri. In Missouri and Arkansas. In oh Kansas. My gosh. Yeah. Wow. I've heard those reports now. Look, they're few and far between. Right. But 
uh, if they're together, what's the association? Uh, yeah. So there, what there, is there, there, there yeah. could be. I mean, right. this perhaps Bigfoot is, you know, alien. Could be uh, interdimensional, multidimensional. Oh, they're yeah. interdimensional. Because if you see footprints in the snow and they end and there's nowhere for anything to go, and some people have actually seen them phase out into wow. another dimension. One person, I can't remember the case, but saw a portal open up behind a Bigfoot and he backed into it and disappeared from view. Ooh. That's definitely fifth dimensional. There's phasing right. into another dimension. Oh my gosh. Um, what yeah. part of the state was that? It was north of Kansas City. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Up, like halfway to St. Joe where that happened. Oh, really? That's mm-hmm. not too far from Kansas City. No, no. They're all over the state. Right. I've, I've got a record of Oh, gosh, at least 40 Bigfoot sightings and at least 80 animal mutilations. Oh, my God. On record. It's thought that the animal animal mutilations are related to Bigfoot? Bigfoot or UFOs. Most, Most people think UFOs. Yeah. Although one case I worked on in Henry County, Missouri, Mm -hmm. had all three. We found a Bigfoot print, like... 50 feet away from a, an animal mutilation where there had also been UFO sightings. Oh, my gosh. And yeah. then we hear about crop circles, too, in other parts of the world. Are there any in our area? There are, but people are very tight-lipped about those. I can imagine. I've talked to farmers or just individuals yeah. who have found crop circles, but they won't tell anybody about it. They might come up to me at a conference or something and say, hey, I just want to let you know that these are happening. But they don't tell their friends or their neighbors because they don't want people to think they're nuts. Right. They're happening. Oh, my gosh. And so what is your take on crop circles? What do you think they signify or mean? Well, there's something really special about crop circles. When people have gone into them, they've had spontaneous healing occur. They've had uh, visions, you know. They've had spiritual events happen. And uh, some people have seen these balls of light come in or plasma Mm -hmm. and create the circle in 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 10 minutes. And so what that is, you know, it's some type of intelligence, obviously. Right. But I don't think it's related to UFOs. Really? No, I think it's a natural phenomena. A natural phenomena? Yeah. Originating from the earth. Yes. Oh, interesting. I think it's, I think it's, it's coming from the earth. Like yeah. fairies and nature spirits? Well, perhaps, or perhaps just the energy of the planet. Like, like we have chakras, and we have symbols yeah. for all of our chakras. Right. Maybe that's a little oh. chakra the earth is showing its... Right. You know... And it comes it, up in a symbol. It's coming up in, in a symbol, and, you know, and that's mathematics. And, you know, and it yeah. comes up in fractals sometimes. It does, yeah. Yeah, the, there's there's something to this. But I don't that's think it's just, yeah. otherworldly. Oh, interesting. But you definitely do believe in otherworldly stuff. Oh, and for sure. <laughs> investigate. that. I mean, that's your bread and butter. Yeah. Well, that, well, 
there's no bread and butter in it. That's <laughs> uh, true. You're not going to get it's, rich off of it's this. It's an interest. It's it's a it's a hobby that's turned into a second full time job. Let's put it like that. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. an obsession turns into a, an obsession. Yeah. Yeah, and I like writing about it, and I like letting other people know what's going on. Oh, my God. And you formed your own publishing company about it, around it. Yep, yep. Unex Media. Unex Media. And we publish books about unexplained anything, basically. You know, time travel, paranormal events, hauntings. Wow. uh, Abductions, whatever. Yeah. And uh, you've written a number of books. How many books have you written so far? I just finished my 13th one, and I'm working on number 14. So the thirteenth yeah. one is going to be out soon. It is. It's, What's it called? Um, it's called a Sonoma County Phenomena. And that it's sounds about, interesting. It's about a portal in a lady's backyard in California. Wow. And there are a lot of factors contributing to it, but she has been able to get some unbelievable wow. pictures. That's amazing. And so it's it's a picture book of these entities, beings, craft, uh, even spirits coming in and out. And again, it's just amazing that they are letting themselves not only be viewed, but they're letting themselves be photographed. And not only photographed, they're letting these pictures like be out in the world. Right. Because right. what happens sometimes when we take photographs? <laughs> well, that that's another weird, weird thing. Sometimes uh-huh. even I've taken photos or video of something, mm-hmm. and then you go back to look at it, and it's not there. Right disappears. You talked about the two gentlemen during the Kansas City flap in October mm-hmm. 2011, I think, mm-hmm. who had missed 20 minutes of video and... Yeah. Yeah. Video missing on each on of their each cameras. Of their... 20 minutes of missing time. Yeah, you can't make that stuff up. And they they swore they were taking pictures the whole time, taking video the whole time. Wow. Didn't stop, but yet there's a 20-minute gap. Yeah. Oh, and that's unexplainable. That is crazy. No. Oh, and a lot of people, yeah. I mean, that's kind of a common thing, that you may have gotten a lot of pictures, but then later you go back to look at them, and they're not, not there. The cool thing, though, is to go back and look at old, old pictures, from, you know, 50s, 60s, oh my 70s, gosh. go back and look, and you'll see lots of things. Wow. Orbs. Mm-hmm. I've, got, I've got a picture of my brother holding my daughter right after she was born, and there's a bunch of orbs all around her. Oh, my god. And gosh. him. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's white coal. You know, it's really cool as you go back to the old, even medieval and Renaissance paintings. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. And they're pointing to the sky, and there's an object up there with a beam coming down. I mean, come on. Obviously, they're trying to tell us something, right? Absolutely. Yeah. What do you think the role of these extraterrestrial beings has been in humanity? Oh, well, that's that's a loaded question. It is a big question. That could take like two-hour conversation okay. on that. Maybe we might have to have another conversation. Well, there's, but... there's a lot of different theories. I mean, right. obviously, for me, just from my standpoint, mm-hmm. they do healing work. Mm-hmm. Okay? They must be ha- have some interest in us, maybe to advance, help us advance. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and that's, they, that sounds like the stories of the gods in many early um, civilizations. You know, the gods come down, show you how to plant corn. Right. Right? And then they go back after we figure that out. And they do that with civilizations all over the planet. Yes. That had really, at that time period, shouldn't have had any way to have communication with each other, but yet they have the exact same yeah. things. Yes. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's Makes telling right there. They've been around for a long time. A long time. 
Yeah. Now, and I hear from a lot of people who think they have implants or know that they have implants. Mm-hmm. Um, I know this is a phenomenon almost of its own. What do you think that is about? Tracking. Tracking. Keeping track of us. And they yeah. also, they put some behind on the optic nerve and they can see out. So they see what you, you're seeing. Oh my gosh. And some people have them in their ears and they hear what you're hearing. Or they can also transmit. And so a lot of oh a lot gosh. of us are hearing these tones that or and sometimes as of late the tones have been getting more complicated. Mm. Instead of just a single note, mm-hmm. it's multiple tones. And everyone I've ever talked to I mean, I had a feeling that it was some sort of communication downloading a message, in other words. Yeah. A download is what mm-hmm. we call it. And then I'll run into someone else I've never met before. They have the same opinion. Wow. And on and on. They all feel like they're getting some type of a download. And instructions. A lot of times um, we will get instructions when we're sleeping at night and have dreams about learning something that is totally obscure Oh like something to do with science or physics or, for me, it's flying planes or flying craft. Wow. And, and you know, just and learning all of this stuff. They're teaching us things, too. Oh, how interesting. Yeah. Now, if we wanted to, um, well, let me ask you this. Could these implants ever cause us problems, physical problems? They could, especially if they're implanted by our government. So that's going they, on, too. Some of them, I believe, are, yes. Yeah. And tracking us yeah. so they can track the ETs who come and take us. Right. Right. I have seen that in my QHHT practice. Have you? Oh, yes. And it's very frightening. Interesting. Yeah, it's yeah. very interesting. Um, so, yeah, QHHT is one of the methods that we can use to find out from abductees or people or experiencers. Mm-hmm. What has happened? What was going on with them? Yeah, that's that's a real valuable tool. It is, and and I'll bet that that really helps people deal with what is happening to them, what they're experiencing. I think so too, because they can, because uh, they might have glimpses of memory, a hint of a memory, but then to actually go back and see it, they're like, mm-hmm. "I am not crazy. This is really what I had a feeling was going on all along." Yeah. And can help them uncover that. It's really very interesting. Of course, Dolores Cannon, she um, was very well known for doing that and helping people who had experiences. Yeah, yeah. And she did that for a number of years, decades and decades. And she wrote a number of books about a it. A number of books, which yeah. are fascinating. Custodians will blow your mind. Yeah. Like Keepers of the Gardens, uh, Secret of Star Crash, and the Nostradamus book. I'm working on one of those first right now. You know, I read that book. Mm-hmm. And then I had the thought, I wonder if I could remote view Nostradamus. And what happened? I did. Oh, my it gosh. Happened. I could not believe it. And I've, I've been back several times. And what happened was I felt like I was going down a tube. Mm-hmm. And then I was looking out of a portal, but into his office. And I see him, and he has an assistant with yeah. him with a desk, and it's piled with all kinds of stuff. And he wasn't surprised to see me. Yeah, he was just just talking, and it was like I would. I, and I said, "Well, how is this going on?" He says, "Well, I'm in my time, and you are in your time, and we have connected." That's through, what happened with Dolores. Portal. Yeah, and it's it's 
and I was just dumbfounded by it. But since, I've talked to him several times using that method. Oh, my gosh. And so what do you talk about? What does he have to say? Well, I've asked him a number of things. Um, Sure. One thing he told me was that um, what... When I was talking to him, he was he took a book and he was hiding it in a secret drawer in the side of his desk. Uh-huh. And I said, why are you doing that? And he says, well, if certain people saw that, it could cause me a lot of problems. Right. He said, I have to keep very quiet about my studies and about my practices oh my God. because, you know, he said, the world in my time is not ready for this. Mm-mm. Oh, that's why he yeah. wrote his quatrains the way he did, yeah. in anagrams and puzzles and very cloaked and masked. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Do you think we're ready for that now? Well, we're more ready for it than we were then. <laughs> that's true, than we were then. Yeah, there's no Spanish Inquisition no. Hanging, hanging over us. So. Yeah, I had a lifetime during the Spanish Inquisition, and it was frightening. Oh, yeah. um, so any chance to write a book with Nostradamus? Well, uh, I could think about that. <laughs> Wouldn't that be interesting? Yeah. Uh, well, I I wrote a book on remote viewing, mm-hmm. and then what? I put that part in there. But um, I, another book on remote viewing is probably forthcoming. I, I may yeah. put that in there on some of my cases. Right. The the workbook goes along with my class, yeah, teaching people teach? how to do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, right. And um, what would be the purpose that one would want to pursue remote viewing? Oh, you could use it for anything. Use it to find your lost keys or your lost cat or, like I do, I use it in my uh, contracting business. Oh, yeah. My husband will be out, you know, on a job or something, and if he's got to, like, drill through masonry and maybe find a gas line and or miss a gas line. Missile. He'll, right. he'll call me and say, I've got my drill s- sitting on the hearth. Tell me how if I'm going to hit the gas line, if I punch it through. And I say, okay, move it an inch forward. Oh, my gosh. And you'll miss it. And then and he drills and he misses it. So I see underneath that, and I see where the gas line is. And, yeah. Yeah. And I've diagnosed uh, vehicle problems. Oh, wow. Found out exactly where problems are in the trucks. Mm-hmm. Um, but mainly I've used it for helping law enforcement, finding missing persons, finding, That's wonderful. solving homicides, yeah. big theft cases. I've done over 60 now. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. And it's very, very accurate. Right. And in fact, sometimes it, it blows the minds of the detectives and then they don't call me back after the, after the one time. <laughs> it's so funny. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Kind of scares them. How did you know that you had that gift? That talent? Oh, I started real young. Uh-huh. I've been psychic from a very young age. Right. But when I was um, about 25, 30 years old, I had a case. I had been doing readings for a group of ladies that were attorneys. And one day, one of them called me on the phone at night, and she said, I've got an emergency. My niece has been kidnapped. Oh, no. Yeah. And she said, well, she's missing and we fear she's been kidnapped right and uh she said we've exhausted all of our leads and i Mm. desperately need your help i said okay so i thought how am i going to find Mm. this person because i had never done a case like that before and 
instantly my emotional body came out of my solar plexus and a line came out. And so I followed the line. So this was remote viewing. Right. I followed the line and I, I'm ending up standing on this street corner. And I said, what do you know about this street? And I, I named the two cross streets. She says, that's right next to her house. I said, okay, hang on. So I'm talking to her on the phone while I'm doing this. Oh, my gosh. Walked across the street, past the first house. The second house had this glow around it. And I turned around and I looked at the address. And I said, this address is significant. She said, we've been there. The cops suspected that house, and they found nothing. Oh. And I said, oh, just wait a minute. So all of a sudden then, I'm floating in the air over the house, wow. into the backyard, in, over a shed. And I went down and saw inside the shed, I saw a girl, she's 14 years old, with her hand and feet, hands and feet bound, and she had duct tape on her mouth, and she was asleep, like she'd been drugged. Oh, no. So, I went, then I went back, and I thought, well, I want to see in the house, who's in that house? So I saw a woman with long blonde hair, yeah. and two men, and I, I oh described them to her. She yeah. says, I know exactly who that is. She said, that woman is 30 years old. She made friends with my 14-year-old daughter, and that was her bus stop. And that house was two doors down. Oh, my gosh. She, she said, I didn't understand why this older woman would be making friends with a 14-year-old. Right. Right? So, and they were kind of rough looking, these right. people. So I said, you need to go back there right now because she is there. Oh so she called up the God. detective. Right. And she said, I'm going to that house right now. Turns out they never did go back to the shed. They only looked in the house and talked to the people and left. So this time they went back and they found her. Yeah. And she was okay. And those people were arrested and they confessed to being part of a white slavery ring. Oh, no. She was being shipped out in the morning out oh, of the country. Oh, my gosh. So after that one case. Wow. I was hooked on helping other people in the same manner. Right. So, I do that at no charge. Thank you yeah. for doing that. Yeah. Have you found a lot? Solved 60 cases. Oh, my gosh. That is Not all of them were, were kidnappings, but... Right. Yeah. Some big theft rings. Yeah. Huge auto theft rings. Oh, my house, gosh. House thefts and ho- lots of homicides. Yeah. Usually by the time people find me, it's too late. It, yeah. yeah. I'm just solving a mystery at yeah. that point. Uh, but if they would call me immediately, like that lady did. Yeah. Well, they, she happened to know a lot you. Better. Yeah, she knew me and she knew who to call. So yeah. that's the thing. That's perfect. If perfect. something like that happens. So often you see things on TV with these missing people, a missing yeah. child. And I can zone in, but... If I call the cops or the parents, they they don't want anything to do with it. They don't understand psychics. Right. They just have, it frightens you know, them, I think. It, it, it does frighten them. And they they think you're a kook and they hang up. Right. So I don't ever call anybody anymore. Oh my I don't gosh, call. You just wait for them they to have call. to call me. Yeah. 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 It sounds like they're doing that. So that's yeah. great. That's yeah. Great. There, there's a few who know. I've worked with uh, law enforcement all over the country. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, and you teach people how to do this, too. Yeah, I do. Yeah, do you have any classes coming yeah, up? I've got the remote viewing class 
workshop coming mm -hmm. up uh, March 14th. So March 14th. This episode City. will definitely be out before then in okay. Kansas City. And then there's the UFO conference, May 15 and 16. Right. That's also at the Air Red Shrine Temple. Okay. Uh, 435 in, in Kansas mm -hmm. City. Both events are, are being held there. The UFO conference, we've got Ian Punnett is our keynote speaker. Mm. And mm. a lot of good speakers over two days. Oh, that's it's fantastic. It's going to be fun. Yeah, I'm planning to be at that. And then the remote viewing class, um, like if they wanted to sign, if anybody wanted to sign up for the remote viewing class and the UFO conference, where would they do that? The remote viewing class, you need to go to my website, okay. margiek.com. That's K-A-Y. Right. Margiek.com. And the UFO conference is at oz-ufo.com. Okay, fantastic. We can put yeah. both of those links in the show notes okay. so that everybody can find you. And then all your books and everything, is that are they on your website? They're on my website, too. Perfect. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, I cannot wait to read this. I saw you talk about the Kansas City UFO flaps, so I can't wait to actually look at all the pictures and relive your talk again. And waiting for your next book to come out, too, about the lights in Sedona. Yeah, and the that's, portal. That'll that's be, be exciting in, in a few days. Right. Mm -hmm. So I would urge anybody who's interested in UFOs, if, if you've seen something, you're not quite sure, get in touch with Margie at margiek.com. Go to the MUFON website. That's yeah. M-U-F-O-N. M-U-F-O-N dot com. Dot com. Mm -hmm. to, to report a UFO. Wonderful. Right. But you for will, Mothman, contact me. <laughs> right, because you're the one just doing yeah. Mothman on your own. Yeah. And just know that if you've seen anything like this, it's yeah. it's more common than you would think. You it will is. not be judged. You will not be bullied, intimidated, or anything like that. We just want to know. We just want to investigate it and know. Right? So yeah. thank you, Margie. Thank you for sitting down with me. It took us a while to find a time to sit together, but I'm glad yeah. it worked yeah. out. Me too. Yeah. Thank you, Christine. Thank you. Radiate Wellness is a community of holistic and alternative healers and consultants based in the Kansas City area dedicated to helping you create spiritual, energetic, and physical well-being. To learn more about our practitioners, services, classes, and events, or to schedule an appointment, visit us at radiatewellnesscommunity.com. Are you looking for help on your path to healing? I'm Lisa Campion. I'm a psychic, Reiki master, teacher, and energy healer. On my podcast, The Miracle of Healing, I'm going to help you on your healing path. Listen to conversations with leading teachers in energy medicine, quantum healing, and people who have recovered from loss and illness. Whether it's to take care of your own healing or to help other people, this is the podcast for you right here on mindbodyspirit.fm.